Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday, May the 12th. I pray that you and your family are doing well. I hope and pray that you had a special Mother's Day weekend with family and loved ones. It was so great Sunday to see so many of you back in church for the first time in over a year. Every week, we're seeing folks come back. We're seeing new folks, guests coming into our worship. Just a, a reminder to us that we're at the threshold of, of seeing a breakthrough and, and getting past a very long and difficult season. Over the last several weeks, we've been going through a sermon series on Sundays called The Summit of Joy. And we've been looking at that great Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached to his disciples and to a great crowd that had gathered. And we've been looking in particular to the eight Beatitudes that Jesus spoke at the beginning of that message and how these Beatitudes can help us find joy. It's possible that through this long and difficult season, through the stressors and pressures of life, you have lost some joy. And maybe you have been in a depression or in a funk or in loneliness, or maybe you've been battling health issues and sickness or pain and one doctor's visit after another, or maybe you've been working from home and you want to get back to more normal, or or maybe you would rather stay at home and not get back to, to your office. But the fact is, through this long season, it's taken its toll on all of us. Even Christians, we are human. Even we as ministers, we're human. And certainly it's taken its toll on all of us in some way. But tonight, I pray that if you've been going through a difficult time and you feel like you've lost some of your joy, as we've been talking about on Sunday, pray that God would speak to your heart we're going to be reading tonight out of the book of Philippians. Remember when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison in Rome, believed to have been in his own rented house, not that Mamertine dungeon where he wrote Second Timothy when he was awaiting execution for his faith in Christ and for his proclamation of the gospel. But he was in his own rented house where he was able to impart the gospel to people who would come to him. And this book, the book of Philippians, this letter was really a, a letter of joy. And you think, how could someone find joy in the midst of their imprisonment, especially when it was because of their faith? And it's an encouragement to me, and I pray for us tonight, that regardless of what we're going through, loneliness, depression, maybe health issues, battling addiction, maybe financial woes, relationship struggles, whatever we're going through, we can still find reason to have joy in our lives. And when we think of Philippians, uh, again, we think about Paul reporting on his own circumstances to the church at Philippi. He was thanking them for a gift that he had received when they had learned that he was being detained in Rome. He was also asking the church to be united, to have unity and not have division and heresies in the church. 
But one of the main messages he was sharing was to rejoice regardless of their circumstance. And tonight I want to begin reading out of chapter 1 of Philippians. If you have your Bible, begin with verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What a beautiful passage that Paul began by thanking the church at Philippi for their support and for their prayers and for their love, and, and it brought him joy. And when we're going through a difficult time in our lives, we've said it so many times, we need to remember to be thankful for everything that God has given us. It could always be worse. Sometimes we think, oh, how could it get any worse? Or we don't need to say that because it could always be worse or get worse uh, than it already is. But tonight, I want to Think about a book that I've shared with you through the years. Uh, Chuck Swindoll wrote the book To Laugh Again, and really it was a study on the book of Philippians. And in that letter, Chuck Swindoll gave three notorious joy stealers. And maybe you can relate to some of these tonight, and, and maybe uh, God will speak to you and encourage you, because I believe this letter is also a letter of encouragement to people that were going through hardship and, and different circumstances that could rob them of their joy. But the three joy stealers that Chuck Swindoll spoke about was the first one was worry. Are you a worrier? Uh, so many times we worry about things and Chuck Swindoll defined worry as this, an inordinate anxiety about something that may or may not occur. So many times we worry about things that may never happen, or sometimes our worry causes us greater grief than the outcome of the circumstance or situation. But certainly Jesus had a word about worry, and I know you'll be familiar with this, found in Matthew chapter 6, and this is also part of that great Sermon on the Mount, uh, when he wrote, and begin with verse 25, Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or your body, what you will wear. Is life not more important than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more 
clothe you, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I just shared Matthew 6.33 with you this past Sunday. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given unto you or added unto you. But Jesus said, we are not to worry. Who of us can add a single hour to our lives by worrying? As a matter of fact, I believe that worry takes hours and time away from our lives, and it can cause other health issues and stress and all kinds of things. So tonight, I pray that, that we would give all of our worry to God, knowing that he's going to provide for us. If he takes care of the birds of the air, how much more valuable are we to him? And he's going to take care of us. That's I'm preaching to myself too, because this is a word I need tonight. But the first joy stealer is worry. And I just mentioned the second joy stealer is stress. He defines stress as intense strain over a situation we can't change or control. And maybe you are stressed out tonight. You are stressed over again a, a health issue, stressed over a situation with a friend or a coworker, and, and you haven't been able to sleep at night because you are so stressed over a situation. Maybe you're, you're a young person and you're stressed over some tests or final exams as the end of school draws near, stressed about going off to college or stressed about decisions that you're going to have to make or stressed about a business investment. And we all have different stressors, but many times, as he said, we can't change or control the circumstance. And the verses that I like to share, which I've shared with you on many occasions, is out of Philippians, still in the book of Philippians, chapter four, six, and seven, and I ask you again to memorize these passages because they're great. And I use them often. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So we are not to be stressed or anxious about things that are out of our control or that we can't change, but we are to in everything to pray about them and to be thankful for God's faithfulness to us. Another passage I often like to use, Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18, when he said, be joyful always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Again, we may not uh, be excited about the trial we're going through or the hardship, but know that God can use it to grow us 
in our faith. And that's that passage out of James chapter 1, verse 2. But God can grow us in our faith through these difficult circumstances that we're going through. But then he gave a third joy stealer, and it's fear. And he defined fear as a dreadful uneasiness over danger, evil, or pain. And maybe fear has paralyzed you during this season. I've shared with you before that I really have not been afraid for myself during this past year and this pandemic, but I, I have worried and been fearful about my loved ones or about you. And, and that's why we've tried our very best to follow all the safety guidelines and, and all of the protocol that we've done is because I have felt a responsibility to keep people safe. And, and as we're starting to try to ease up, taking baby steps more and more, I feel like now some of that responsibility has been shifted toward you that, that you have now responsibility and or opportunity to take steps to protect yourself. Whereas before, before we had vaccines, before we had uh, some of the things in place that we do now, I felt more responsible. I still feel responsible, but I feel like now folks have had an opportunity to make some decisions that can uh, can protect yourself, whereas I and we do not feel the weight of that burden like we did before, before vaccines were, were offered or before, again, some of the things that we have done were in place. So, uh, but fear, when I think about fear, I, I think about a passage that I that I pray quite often for some of my family members, but it's out of Second Timothy, and this is when Paul was in that uh, dungeon and that old cold cistern and when he was awaiting execution, and he wrote for God in verse 7 of Second Timothy chapter 1, for God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power of love and of self-discipline or a sound mind. That's a beautiful passage. God does not give us a spirit of fear. As a matter of fact, John wrote in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, that perfect love casts out fear. The perfect love of Christ when he died on the cross takes away, yes, our fear of punishment because we have been saved by his grace, but we don't have to be afraid as we go through our day-to-day -day activities because God promises to be with us. And uh, there is no fear, the first part of verse 18, there is no fear in love. And so I'm so grateful tonight that we have the great love of Jesus who protects us. But then when I look at what Paul wrote there in, in Philippians he said, and I believe this is how we are to face our joy stealers. He said in verse 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Our confidence is that God is going to 
carry on his good work. And we can't allow worry, we can't allow stress, we can't allow fear to hinder his good work because God is going to work all these things out. And, and that's what Paul wrote about in that great passage that many of you have memorized, I'm sure, and, and you have it to heart, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And so we know that God is going to work all these things out when we love him. And we do not need to allow the devil to steal our joy. So tonight, I want to encourage you, and I pray God's word has been an encouragement. And these great words that Chuck Swindoll shared as well, that we would not allow worry and stress and fear to, to paralyze us, to rob us of our joy, but we would be confident knowing that God, who began a good work in our lives, when we gave our lives to Christ, when he saved us from our sin, when he called us according to his good purposes, that, that we can move forward in faith, knowing that, that he's going to take care of us one way or another, if not on this side of eternity, ultimately in heaven, but he will take care of us. And I want you to be encouraged by that tonight that you would have joy. I was thinking about the little song, one of the very first songs that my parents taught my brothers and me when we were young is, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And, and there are several verses to that, and I spared you for me singing it, but maybe you want to sing that tonight. And uh, and when you sing that song, just think about the joy of the Lord. As Nehemiah said, Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And may it be an encouragement to you and that you would have that joy. But tonight I want us to have a time of prayer. If you're on our email a prayer chain, you should receive our email list. You should receive some prayer requests. We've had some of our folks to lose some loved ones we need to lift up in prayer. We've had folks to have surgery this week that are recovering or tests and procedures they've gone through. So please read over these requests. And again, if you would like to be added uh, to our email list, please contact the church office and we'll get you on that so you can share in these requests. And through this past year, sometimes I've shared names and sometimes I haven't. Again, I, I've not always felt the most comfortable because it goes out, you know, all over the internet. And, and I didn't know if some of you all would want that to be spread to everyone. So I've gone back and forth, but I would probably rather for you to to go and, and find those requests and you can pray over that prayer list as well as your own prayer list. But uh, tonight we continue to pray for our church, for our nation, for our world, for our leaders, and for revival and spiritual awakening and for one another, but uh, I'm going to invite you at this time to go to the Lord in prayer with me. Father, 
This is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And even though, God, it's hard sometimes to rejoice when our circumstance is so overwhelming or when the outcome looks so bleak. But Lord, I pray in the strong name of Jesus tonight that you would remove any worry from us. Folks are worrying about a relationship or about finances or work. Remove that worry. Father, remove stress tonight. Father, I pray that we all might sleep peacefully tonight because we've turned it over to you. We've been stressing over a situation we can't change or control. God, we give our stress to you. Lord, maybe it's been fear. We've been fearful about this virus. We've been fearful about the future. We've been fearful, God, about um, things getting back to normal or, or again about decisions we have to make. Oh God, remove that fear from us in the strong name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you from whom all blessings flow. Thank you for the health we do have. Thank you for the home we do have. Thank you for the cars we do have to drive. Father, thank you for our church. Thank you, Father, for our families. Thank you, Father, that we do have food to eat. Thank you, Father, for every good and perfect gift that comes from you. Father, we just rejoice that things are looking up and getting better. We pray that soon this virus and all of its variants would be uh, ended and over. And God, that how exciting it is to be able to see people coming back to church where we can worship together and see one another. And Father, we just pray for healing in our land and be with the president, Father, and all of our leaders and our governor and, and anyone in a leadership position, our staff, Father, and continue to give us direction and discernment as we move forward. And Father, I just pray that you would help people to feel your presence, God, whatever they're going through tonight, and know they are not alone, and that you promised to be with us, that the devil would not have any glory or victory in our lives or in our families or in our circumstances or our situations. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, our Lord, and we claim that today, God. And Father, I just pray that you would just bless each and every person tonight, Lord, if it's pain they've been dealing with, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, oh God, bring healing in every way with your stripes. May we be healed with your wounds. May we be healed, reconcile differences, heal relationships, Father. Bring revival, bring renewal, bring a great harvest of souls to Jesus. And Lord, I pray if there are folks watching tonight and they've never given their heart and life fully surrendered to you, may, may tonight be the night of salvation. May someone confess their sin, ask for your forgiveness, invite you to come into their heart, God, and receive salvation. And Lord, that they would contact us or contact a, a minister at a church where they attend and they would follow through with believers baptism father and get plugged in to a church family to grow in their faith god because you did not intend for us to to go through life alone that we need one another we need our love support encouragement our prayers 
So, Father, just bless each and every one tonight. Father, prepare us for Sunday. Bring us to your house. Or, Father, if folks watch virtually, may they feel your presence and your spirit. And may we see many decisions made for Christ. Anoint every pew and every chair. Anoint the musicians and instrumentalists, the greeters and ushers. Anoint our staff. Father, anoint me and give me the message, God, that you would have me to share. And again, anoint us all that we would be open and receptive to the leadership of your Holy Spirit. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Father, for the victories we trust you to bring. To God be the glory for the great things you have done, for the great things you are doing, and for the great things that are still ahead. For we pray all these things in the strong and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you again for joining us tonight. I hope and pray that if you would like to visit our church, we have an 8.30 a.m. service, and 11 o'clock service. Right now, we're, we're not doing a Wednesday night in person or Sunday night, but as I shared with you Sunday, in the near future, I'm going to be revealing a, a plan that I feel like God has, has given me and, and Kelly and, and I pray our staff about moving forward and, and some different things we're praying that God is going to do in and through the ministries of this church. But thank you for your patience, for your prayers, for your love, for your support. And that brings me joy that God who began a good work in us is going to continue Continue to carry it on to completion. And that brought Paul joy, and that brings me joy as well. Tonight, as we close out, I'm thankful that Bill McAlpin, uh, Bill and Paulette, who are special uh, folks to me and my family, this church family, Bill's going to be closing out with a great song that I know you will enjoy. I bowed on my knees and cried holy and glory and so uh thank you bill for closing with this beautiful song and thank you for joining us tonight i hope that you have a wonderful rest of the night and a blessed rest of the week look forward to seeing you sunday either in person or virtually and just as a reminder we've taken the ropes down so you have seating uh, wherever in the sanctuary and you don't need a reservation so we're we're taking baby steps. We're getting closer. And so we appreciate your uh, understanding and, again, your patience with us. Don't forget, God loves you, and we love you, too. Have a wonderful evening. I dreamed of a city called glory so bright and so fair when i entered the gate i cried holy the angels all met me there they carried me from mansion to mansion and all oh, the sights 
I saw. Then I said, I want to see Jesus, the one who died for all. Then I bowed on my knees and cried holy. I cried holy. Thou art holy. I clapped my hands and sang glory, glory to the Son of God. As I entered the gates of that city, my loved ones all knew me well. They took me down the streets of heaven. Oh, the scenes too many to tell. I saw Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob talked with Mark and Timothy. Oh, but I said, Timothy, I want to see Jesus. He's the one who died for me. Then I bowed on my knees and cried holy. I cried holy. Thou art holy. I clapped my hands and sang glory, glory to the Son of God. I love y'all.